Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are looking at Gary Chapman's book, The Four Seasons of Marriage. Last week, we began looking at the first of seven strategies to enhance the seasons of your marriage. As you'll recall, strategy number one is deal with past failures. This strategy involves three steps. Identifying past failures, confession and repentance, and forgiveness. We've been listening in as our author, Gary Chapman, works with Brent and Helen. They were working on the forgiveness step when we closed last week's broadcast. Now, Brent and Helen were ready for true forgiveness. In the scriptures, forgiveness is always the Christian response to confession and repentance. Jesus said, If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. There is no place in the Christian life for an unforgiving spirit. In fact, Jesus taught that an unforgiving spirit is actually rebellion against God and must be confessed as sin. Gary said to Brent and Helen, Remember, forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a decision to lift the penalty for past failures and declare the spouse hardened. Forgiveness does not mean that you will never think of the event again nor does it mean that you will never feel the pain that accompanies the memory. Forgiveness does mean that you will no longer hold that failure or hurt against your spouse. As 1 Corinthians 13.5 says, Love keeps no record of wrongs. Forgiveness means that we don't bring up past failures. It means we recognize that Christ has already paid the penalty for our sins. When we have confessed and repented to God and to each other, and God has forgiven us, we choose to forgive each other. The strategy of dealing with past failures applies to all four seasons of marriage because all of us have failures that need to be confessed and forgiven. Couples in the winter season or fall may have huge storehouses of past failures that have never been processed. Couples in the spring or summer will need to deal with failures that occur as a part of the normal flow of life and not allow these to be stored and become a barrier to intimacy. The thought of dealing with past failures may strike terror in some people. Gary says he remembers a husband who said, Well, she hasn't mentioned it in six months. I'm hoping she's forgotten it. I certainly don't want to bring it up again myself. The fact that he was afraid to bring up the subject indicated it had never been fully confessed and forgiven. Whether his wife ever mentions it again or not, it is one of those underground yellow jackets that is likely to come out and sting him. Gary acknowledges that dealing with past failures will be really hard for some people. But the benefits of identification, confession, repentance, and forgiveness are so enormous that it will be worth the effort. As you reflect on your own relationship, if you find you're stuck here, consider these three benefits that our author lists. Number one, you will no longer fear the past because you have confessed your failures and have been forgiven. Number two, your marriage relationship will be deepened when you and your spouse experience genuine confession 
repentance, and forgiveness. Forgiveness makes possible the restoration of your marriage relationship. Number three, in forgiving others, you become more like Christ. In other words, dealing with past failures is a huge step toward spiritual maturity. Well, now let's return to Brent and Helen. They followed strategy number one, deal with past failures, and for the two of them, spring returned almost immediately, and they began making plans for a new future. However, Gary warned them to remember that they weren't perfect and that one of them might revert to old patterns and bring up a past failure in the heat of anger. But when that happens, he said, recognize it as sinful behavior. Confess it to God and to your spouse as quickly as possible and ask forgiveness. Gary is often asked, well, what if my spouse is not willing to follow a strategy such as dealing with the past? We'll look more fully at his answer in a later broadcast. But Gary adds here that you can influence your spouse by your own behavior. When you choose to follow a biblical strategy, you will have a positive influence on your spouse. You cannot control your spouse's behavior, but you can and do greatly influence him or her by your own behavior. Following biblical strategies is the most powerful way to influence a non-participating spouse. Now let's move to strategy number two for enhancing the seasons of your marriage. Choose a winning attitude. According to some experts, winning in the world of sports is 90% attitude and 10% hard work. Gary says the same is true in the world of relationships. Summer and winter marriages are created and sustained by positive attitudes. Fall and winter marriages are characterized by negative attitudes. What we think largely influences what we do. In turn, our actions greatly influence our emotions. This connection between attitude and actions opens a door of hope for all couples. If we can change our thinking we can change the season of our marriage. According to our author, the most common mistake couples make is allowing negative emotions to dictate their behavior. By failing to recognize the power of a positive attitude, they fail to achieve their marriage's highest potential. Gary says that he learned this strategy the hard way. Earlier in his marriage, he spent a great deal of time in the winter season because of his negative attitudes. And when he was in the midst of winter, he found it hard to admit that his attitude was part of the problem. It was much easier to blame his wife Carolyn's behavior for their poor marriage. Today, he readily admits that his negative thinking was the culprit. Gary goes on to say that if you are living in the fall or winter season of marriage, his guess is that you too have the tendency to blame your spouse and are failing to recognize your own negative attitude. If you want to break free from the coldness and bitterness of winter, changing your attitude can be a catalyst that sets in motion a seasonal change for your marriage. Circumstances are neutral, or at least they're common. Therefore, it is not what happens to us, but how we interpret what happens to us, our attitude, if you will, that makes the difference between success and failure. 
A Christian worldview, that is a biblical perspective of life, makes it much easier for couples to have a positive mental attitude. Perhaps you're asking, well, what is this Christian worldview that fosters such a positive attitude? Well, let me mention some of the characteristics. First is the recognition that every human being is made in the image of God and is therefore extremely valuable. Second, each person is uniquely gifted by God. Third, each person has a unique role to play in life. Fourth, marriage is God's idea. Thus a man and a woman are uniquely created to work together as a team. Each has strengths and weaknesses. Each is called upon to complement the other. If they learn how to do this, they will accomplish more than they would ever have accomplished as individuals. Fifth, the goal of marriage is that husbands and wives voluntarily serve each other, that they help each other reach their potential for God and promoting good in the world. Gary says that when he meditates on these five truths, he is drawn to a positive attitude toward his wife, Carolyn. His attitude is not based on her behavior, but on his beliefs about who she is and about his role in her life. As he reflects on the various winter seasons of their marriage, he realizes that his attitude during those times was not one of positive regard for Carolyn. Instead, he focused on what he considered to be her weaknesses. Hurt or irritated by the things she said or left unsaid, annoyed by the things she did or failed to do, he found himself thinking the worst kind of thoughts about her and mentally blaming her for their poor relationship. In his counseling practice, he has since discovered how common that destructive pattern of thinking is. Gary shares the story of Marilyn and Bruce. They have been married for 29 years. Marilyn indicated that she was definitely in a winter season of marriage. I feel unloved and angry, she said. Well, how did you arrive at this season of marriage? Gary asked. We arrived here because of my husband's work. His job during parts of the year is demanding and requires a lot of hours. So he's always away from home most of the day. During these times, I become the head of the household, taking care of the boys and the finances. Also, he becomes distant, and we don't have much communication. This has happened a lot during the 29 years of marriage, and I would like to stop the cycle. Gary says the good news is, is that Marilyn can stop the cycle. It begins by changing her attitude toward her husband. He is obviously a hard-working man, and by Marilyn's own testimony, he has never been sexually unfaithful to her. These are admirable traits. But Bruce has obviously not met Marilyn's emotional need for love and companionship. That is why she considers her marriage to be in the winter season. Without realizing it, Marilyn has been sabotaging her marriage with a negative attitude. She has allowed the emotions of hurt, anger, and feelings of neglect to control her behavior toward Bruce. Our time is gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, 
mutualunderstanding.net and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.